0: Welcome to episode number 49, Getting Noticed. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome Welcome to to our
1: level. level. We We hope you enjoy enjoy the views.
0: views. All right, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast i am your host jimmy lee velez i'm here with goose heck yep. gabe and special guest joey biscotti what's going
2: on Joey? it
0: all right this episode is titled getting noticed in this episode, we have special guest Joey Biscotti, owner of Dolce Vita Media, a consulting slash business service. In this episode, we discuss branding, promotion, and the various levels of strategy needed to get noticed. We discuss the influence of social media and how to leverage it for marketing campaigns. We break down the marketing industry and the importance of always selling. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Laura Fitton, Simon Senek, and Seth Godin. Anyway, so we start things off with a definition and a short story. Uh, so from Dictionary.com, we define the term marketing, the total of activities involved in the transfer of goods from the producer or seller to the consumer or buyer, including advertising, shipping, storing, and selling. All right. So we have special guest Joey Biscotti here with us from Dolce Vita Media LLC.com. So- Joey, let's uh, let's jump right into it.
3: Give us a brief bio of who you are and what you do. Well, um, how's it going? My name is Joey. I'm a father of two and a husband first. I dabble in marketing, promotions, entertainment. You know, second. I, uh, it was uh, you know, that's basically consulting services, uh, media promotion, any of that stuff. Like, you know, that's that's kind of what I do. Strategy, basically, sums it all up.
0: All right, cool. So, how did you how did you get into this industry?
3: Um, it's kind of weird. Like, uh, growing up, honestly, it was a uh, it, it was kind of easy for my first six years. My uh, uncle and uh, my my both of my uncles, my uncle Tom and my uncle Mimo, my uh, aunt and my mother's brother. I mean, my aunt's husband and my mother's brother. Um. They both like were kind of like father figures for me, and the, one was a tailor, one was an auto mechanic, and they kind of showed me like the ropes of like how they got things done. Yeah. Um, and then my uncle Tom like died when he when I was about six, and that's when everything I got to see the how the other side of the world lives. Right. And uh, so, and I inherited a stepfather, and I met my dad for the first time, and so I kind of understood like you know, it, it's easy to learn how to sell market real fast when you know you're you're kind of dealing with people who you need to sell and market real fast to who cut you down the size so you kind of want to know how to get things approved by them so that's, yeah. that's how, so uh, when when you have that that like you know thrown into the equation it's you, you kind of learn the ropes really quick street smarts with book smarts and uh, how to understanding what people people's appeals are
0: well wow, it's like a Bronx tale right there street smarts and book smarts um, <laughs> nice that's awesome. uh, so So jumping in uh, naturally, I guess, to the marketing business, what, what piques your interest most, or what attracted you most
3: to marketing in general? Well, um, basically, the first part of uh, you know, the thing was obviously from the first part of what I said, uh, how it started was uh, it's honestly just keeping people happy yeah um and like you know maybe that's a psychology thing and, and like that I have to look into more deeply with a the therapist but anyway um <laughs> outside of that yeah but um outside of that uh music was where it started because that was honestly an outlet for me um uh, so anything like that in- involves music arts um you know things like that and that's kind of where it started kind of too i started off writing and uh being a ghostwriter for people writing lyrics and then it turned into managing and it, so, like, music was, like, kind of and like, art, that art form was kind of, like, where the foundation stood.
0: So, basically, your company naturally developed itself very, you know, grassroots-ish.
3: Pretty much. And, like, it just kept evolving into different things and, uh, you know, pulling from different areas all the time. So, where did the name Dolce Vita Media come from? Um, that came, actually, from my father-in-law. Um, my my whole thing, what I did beforehand, was under like two different names, but it was never legit.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, So, my brother in law was trying to start like a a nightclub, and he had like some guy who's gonna fund it and everything, and it never came into fruition. But while we were in the kitchen talking about different names, he was like, "Well, what about Dolce Vita?" And um, so, you know, that never was like basically never came to fruition. So like, after I think my second burnout of what I do. Um, my uh, wife, like, was like, "Well, you got to get more serious." And I was like, "You know what? I'm taking the name." So I talked to my father-in-law. I was like, "I'm, I'm going to use this," and he was like, "Okay, go for it." Okay, <laughs> so, nice. like, and that's where that came from. And like, obviously, it means sweet life, and that's what like you know we all aim to aspire to. Yeah, so. nice.
0: That's pretty cool.
3: Um, all right. So now, explain
0: uh the services Dolce Vita Media provides.
3: Um, we do everything from like I said, uh, music uh, promotion. We do uh. Event planning, event promotion. We also do, uh, you know, business services, consulting, strategy. While all that's happening, like the, before anything even gets into, like I have to do my research on the companies. Whether like you're a nonprofit, whether you're, you know, want to have an event, I want to see where your target audience is, and then from there, I, I gradually see what your services are, and what what you need actually, uh, and, and what your services can how it can benefit people. Once we agree to, you know, what I plan to do for people and, like, as the owner and, like, uh, once we agree, that's when we go forward. But, like, uh, I'm very – since I've started this, I've been very picky with uh, who I deal with. Yeah. It's just because, like, um, I I don't need a third burnout. So I I like what I'm doing and Mm -hmm. I kind of want it to, you know, keep going. So I I pick who I deal with very, like, uh, closely. All
0: right, cool. So before we get into um – more marketing stuff I visited your website and I know you worked with uh, you know music artists and politicians do you have a favorite or, or one that stands out or maybe a company um, or a brand that you really enjoyed working with
3: I I I have yeah there, there's two that stand out a lot and that's that's two things so one's a favorite and one's not um, mm the the one that stands out the most it will always be the solitary system a music group that like was before its time yeah it was an electronic pop like pop punk duo that uh you know it was two guys who played guitar and they did all their musical backing with an iPod nice wow and uh, wow. that was uh it it was awesome we had music licensed uh, that was bought by Toyota it, it's it's still being played by Toyota on their car commercials wow it's just like it's it's it it was great, and I like. I love those guys, like brothers. They're both doing successful right now, like doing their own thing. One's uh, the CTO of Bark. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Yeah. It's a uh, basically so protecting uh, children on social media. Oh wow! Oh, nice, um, nice. and um, the other one, uh, David, he has a uh, Space Boy clothing in Wilmington, Delaware, and <laughs> he's been on Shark Tank for some of his uh, his like his things. So it, it's nice. Like I get, I I just like to surround myself with successful people, and like it just so happens that I don't know that they're gonna be successful before it happens. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, awesome.
0: That's pretty cool. And what was the second one that you didn't? The second
3: one that I really don't, and it's like probably an area that I'm not going to get involved in again is politics. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna avoid saying the name of the person. Yeah. So um. But uh. Yeah. Like uh. I, I basically, like it's. It kind of, like, let's use this as an example. Miguel, you own a barbershop, Riverside Barbershop. Yep, yep. Now, how many times during your first starting have people come up to you, friends, quote, unquote, and wanted free services from you?
2: Yeah, it happens pretty frequent. It happened in the very beginning, yeah.
3: So that's the thing. Like a- after a while, it becomes a burnout, and after a while, it's like you, you don't want to say no, but you feel like a jerk if you do. But at the same time, you have you have to provide for yourself. You yeah, have to yeah. do
2: things. Absolutely.
3: So like I mean, you, after you have kids and you have a family, it, it's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like, so, so at the t- same time, this politician decided to like kind of burn, kind of like say, okay, well, I did you a favor, I got you notoriety, like, and I'm like, okay, you know what? It, it's not worth it anymore. So. And that's where the second burnout happened. And I was like, I'll never let that happen again. Yeah. So that's, that, yeah. that's why I, uh, you know, I, I basically that that was actually part of the inspiration of Dolce Vita Media. Like, not like you know, not, I have to start charging for things, and I have to basically say, you know, that's it. So in a way, like it, it was kind of an inspiration, but at the same time, it's memorable because I'm not letting that happen again. Yeah, for sure. That's Live awesome. Yeah,
0: exactly. Live and learn, especially with small businesses or a consulting business. Um, I myself done several coaching sessions with people and kind of like the same thing happened where, you know, they threw the whole like, well, this is your first, you know, go at, you know, being consulting, just use me as a, you know, as a model. Like and and fun. I did at first. And then I just con- the emails continued. They still want to set up phone calls. I'm like, this is, it was becoming, it's like, unless I'm getting paid for this, now it's to a, to a level. I took you to a, a, a level that was free of charge that yeah. i felt that was you know you pr- this person progressed they moved forward they're hitting goals everything was going good for them and you know and i was still getting this stuff uh, the, the the contact and i said all right this this got to stop or yeah. something else got to change because um i'm i tr- was trying to avoid what joe was talking about here the burnout thing um and then, you know, the person same thing the person made me feel bad or was yeah. trying to make me feel bad for your full services. Yeah, exactly. Dude,
2: it's it's I feel like it's like if you hit the lottery for like a, a billion dollars, you know these people are gonna come around, yo, oh, I'm your third oh, cousin sure. and blah blah They yeah. want everyone wants people everybody always want, out, everyone wants a level. free handout always. So sure, it's like yeah. you'll get that whether you're in a small business, a small service, anything. People are gonna be like, Oh well, you can try it on me or do this. Oh, you're just starting off. You're not making that much money. I'll give you half the price. Like yeah. some, There's always people always trying to get those cuts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. So uh, switching gears, now we're just going to open it up for, for everyone here. Um, and then Joey, you, you know, you chime in with uh, your expertise here. The uh, first <laughs> awesome. question for everyone is, do you feel like we as people are always selling? What? So, so there's a book. It said uh, it was titled. I, I it was the most fascinating title I think I've ever seen. It says uh, Jesus was the greatest salesman or something like that. Huh. So, um, and then they start breaking down Bible verses on how he got his twelve disciples, and you're just like, wow, that it was like genius, like yeah. what he did and how he did it. And I do believe we're always selling. We're always selling the idea of us, yeah, yeah of Convincing. who we are. Not only even selling other people, a lot of times we're selling ourselves. Yeah, like I can do this. I know. I know I'm the man, or yeah. I know no, I sure. can. I can afford this. So I'm going to dress like this, and I need to uh, impress because when I dress up, I feel better. Yeah. I act different. My chest is a little more poked out. You fake it till you make it. Yeah, exactly. So you have that thing. So I don't. Even when you're dating, you're selling yourself, right? Really, exactly. It's like you're yeah. selling yourself to the your significant other, and you're always trying to like, oh, you know. You gotta put the best foot forward. How you could do how you know Heck does it? He's like, yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you the stars and the moon. He yeah. said stuff like that. Fifteen kids later. <laughs> <laughs> now my trick was always, let's go to Great Adventure. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll have no, a great adventure. What? There's roller coasters. <laughs> oh, right? oh, we go up, see down and up, see <laughs> down. <laughs> Ridiculous! Oh, wow, man! man.
3: That's it. Wow, that's <laughs> my so so, selling point. That's funny. <laughs> it worked I mean, for a
0: little bit. I mean, even us. I mean. When, when I first met, I'm just trying to think like when I first met my wife's, uh, like family, like her, her parents, it was weird actually, because I met her entire family in one shot. Oh, uh, yeah. We were yeah. on our That's way home. so Intense. Yeah. we were <laughs> on our way home from the shore. She had a shore house with her girlfriends or whatever. So we're driving home. It was like a Sunday afternoon or whatever. And she gets a text or a call, or whatever, from her mom. She's like, "Oh, you're you're in Jersey. You stop by Uncle Jeff's." Now her Uncle Jeff lives in Jersey. They just got a house or something like home. that. So he's on a way home. <laughs> and she's like, "Are you guys all there?" She's like, "Yeah, everyone's here." She's like, "Oh, all right. I'll see if he wants to stop." And what am I gonna say? No, because now I look like I'm yeah. like, oh man. Trying so to avoid here the I am in like a Ninja Turtles T-shirt, alright <laughs> yeah. and like this short, like, like, like a shell, and board tight. shorts. Don't
3: knock the Ninja Turtles T-shirt. <laughs> That's what I proposed to my wife in. Yeah. 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 Oh, there oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Check that out. Well, it was like, it was, I think it was more that it was like a
0: bum sh- shirt for me. It wasn't that it was Ninja Turtles. It was like one I just threw on, got in a yeah. car and we're just driving. Thinking comfortable. you're going a home. Com- yeah, I was just like comfortable. And so I walk in and it was like a birthday party or something. So everyone's like all dre- kind of dressed, not dressed up, but like. At least well dressed Better than a Ninja Turtle yeah. t-shirt. Well, okay. <laughs> so I, I literally met her mom, her dad, her brother her grandmom, her uncles. I'm like, oh my! Like, all one shot, dude. Wow. I mean, I that got was, all out of the way at first. Oh, yeah. And I was just, yeah, you know, your you impression, yo, they your impression they, was like.
2: They accepted you in a t-shirt and board shorts you were already yeah, in. That's yeah, it. I was That's in. it.
0: <laughs> I mean, you ever you ever like smile for so long and even if, whether it's forced or not, where your mouth actually yeah. just starts to hurt? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I got to that point. i like 45 <laughs> minutes in. I'm like, I'm dying here. Like, somebody saved me, and it was like her dad, like, pulled me aside. He's like, Oh, yeah. So, how's things going? How was the drive? And it was like, it was a chill, like, experience. But the first, you know, it's an overwhelming thing when you think yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah. But I kept trying to, like, you know, compensate for my underdressed look. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, yeah. Well, now I, yeah, I got a solid job. That's just job. the way you know, we are, though. Weird. We're
2: all about, like, our, yeah. our clothes and our yeah. image and stuff. So other people wouldn't even care. No, I mean, when when you guys.
0: When you guys go into interviews, right? You're selling yourself. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, you're telling them We're how great belts. you are. Interviews are very weird. <laughs> did you did hear
1: me? Joe, wear the white belts for the interview.
3: Yeah, yeah. the white belt affair. <laughs> Every interview, I wear a white belt. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> yeah. What's, <laughs> what's the uh, significance behind that? I have no clue, but I feel like the white Power Ranger, it's weird. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we didn't say nothing the first couple of times and I'm like, I do he's really wearing his white belt. So and <laughs> then he's like it's a white belt affair. I'm like, all right, so a white belt affair it is. <laughs> That's awesome.
0: <laughs> That's hysterical. Um but yeah, I I don't know.
3: I just feel like at
0: all times we are it's not a negative thing or a no, bad thing.
3: No. Um, well, let's take it back a little though. Like, think about like you know, for instance, your your son when he like uh he's about to enter. I don't know if he's in school. He's just started school or he's about to. Yeah, he's in school. Yeah. That first that first notch when he goes in there, like he he's he's gotta like he, there's that desire to be accepted. There's that yeah. desire like, so yeah. like you know even with uh, Angelina when she started like you know now Hector no, she's like very like kind of shy and everything yeah. but like. When she's around her friends, like, you, you see, like, it's, it's almost like happiness to, like, see how, like, you know, she's accepted and stuff like that. But, like, at yeah. some point, whatever it was, the natural ability, like, children are selling themselves all the time to, you know, to their friends to, to be, get yeah, be, that be desire for acceptance.
0: Yeah. yeah, That's amazing. Well, it starts that, you know. Yeah, it, it starts, starts young, young yeah. yeah. That young. Um, all right, cool. So, all right, Joe, this one's for you, Joe. So, as a consultant slash business service, I assume your company places huge value on social media. Uh, From my understanding, I heard you gave up Facebook for Lent. Uh, Can you explain
3: a little further? Well, I gave up my personal Facebook for Lent. I didn't give up my concerns with the business, though, even though I'm kind of like, you know, just watching, like, you know, what I post right now. Oh, gotcha. But, um, so I, uh just like the personal Facebook is just like I'm very passionate about a lot of things yeah um and I uh, I kind of catch myself being like a keyboard warrior at times yeah like when it like about certain things and I was just like you know what this is a healthy thing to give up for Lent this is like something easy to do well not eat really easy but like something that like you know might actually be healthy in a way that I don't have to worry about it till Easter yeah, yeah, yeah. so so I was like, you know, I could I could do without the drama. I can do without all the stuff like that. And so, but on the business end of it, like, I have the Pages app, so I don't have to worry about seeing people's timelines or news feeds or any current events or anything like that. True.
2: Nice. nice.
3: So, like, I, I feel like, you know, in the, plus I have Instagram, and I don't got to worry about, like, any dramatic pictures on that, because my circle of friends on Instagram is pretty uh, tight, and I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Um, The company Instagram, I, I, I don't really pay attention to the news feed too much, but, uh, I feel like you know like it's not really Facebook I think was the giving it up for Lent was more of a personal and it was more of like something that I felt could be healthy but it wasn't for the business point part of it though
0: I got you that's um <laughs> that, that even still man that that is brutal I think uh, it's interesting and there's something to be said about social media how it, it has become such a a, a huge part of our lives, whether it's a positive or negative or whether it's just a neutral thing. Daily
2: routine. It's just, just
0: now it's like, you know, back in the day, I guess in the 50s, these guys were running down their driveways couldn't wait to get that newspaper. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like that similar thing. We just kind of want to see what's going on. You know what I mean? And we have everything at our fingertips. You have the weather there. (laughs) You know exactly what it's going to be for the next 450 days. Um, (laughs) It's amazing. Uh, And then, like you said, you have that, I have like a yahoo feed that just gives like bullet points of you know news because i you know i'm not really you know big news guy but uh if i could just get like the current the top five things just kind of stay in the loop and not be inundated um i'm happy with look at the weather i check out my both my facebook feeds my instagram feed and i'm just like flying through saying okay cool i might might post something I might not it. and then boom I'm done and yeah. then I check it out at lunch and
2: then I'm, when I'm back at home but it's like you said you don't have to worry about dealing with the daily drama Yeah, oh, that, yeah, yeah. And that, right. I, that's exactly. why I feel like it is nowadays I agree with all the lot, all the nonsense a lot of negative or just like senseless stuff yeah, 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 yeah the absolutely. best is when
1: you read like a, a battle between people that are like putting their business out there why yeah. Yeah. Like, senseless, yeah. senseless. So don't leave because out of it. they're the, they're they the be opposite of what
0: this topic is getting noticed and maybe they do want to get noticed. Uh, that's and true. maybe they do want to uh, brand themselves as a controversial voice yeah. or I mean, mouthpiece. I've, I've done that a couple, I've actually
1: deleted people on my account for oh, that sure. reason. Just so I didn't have to see it. It's, like, yeah, absolutely. it's ridiculous. I,
2: I, don't, I don't even have a Facebook. Well, there you go. There you go. Joe, do you do that on purpose?
0: Is that like your branding of yourself? Do you put out controversial stuff? Just to see people, just to see what people say, because you said you were a uh, keyword warrior. <laughs> the chuckle.
1: <laughs> um, when
3: I I used to a lot, and like actually just to get people's reactions and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, because like for instance, like how I said in the beginning, when I when I first like when I was young and stuff like that, like uh, I had a stepfather who was pretty much like he he was. Like I said, when you, you're dealing with someone who has like a lot of substance abuses, you, you never really know like which personality you're dealing with.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: So like and it was always cool to practice the reactions I get from him. Yeah. Because it was like it was like, okay, which one am I dealing with now? Like right, hey, right. what what so but mm-hmm. I used to just do that on Facebook, like, all right, let me just put something very controversial. I like, I actually had a dummy account set up just so I could do that. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> get a thrill out of it. <laughs> yeah. That's so crazy. but um it, it was it was kind of a cool experiment and then like after a while, like this whole election thing happened for the presidential and then you see the ugly side of people
0: yeah
2: Yeah. and
3: then like i'm like wow like like maybe this wasn't a good idea because like now you now you're part of the enablement now you're part of like the problem right yeah so i was like you know what and that was part of like you know i was like it's it's time to go it's it's time to like this is a easter's a good idea right now so yeah Yeah.
0: (laughs) so there's a statement by uh jay bear he says social media allows big companies to act small again. Joe, is there anything you can say about that quote? Um, I found it fascinating. I thought I would get your opinion on it.
3: I like it. I uh, I agree with it. Um, it yeah. allows uh, big companies to start engaging again. And so, like, for instance, I'm a huge fan of the Wendy's Twitter. Yeah, yeah that's actually that's hysterical. the first
0: Terrible. Yeah,
3: I th- I knew you were gonna say that, and I was like, I'll, I'll let him go. He'll nail it. So, uh, I, I like, I, I, I love that. I think the other, um, th- this is one guy who pretended to be the, the guy for the, the customer service from target. He's not even has nothing to do with target, but the <laughs> fact that he would answer there, like any customer service related problems on Facebook was hilarious to me, but, <laughs> but um, <laughs> like, uh, he wasn't getting paid for it, nothing, but, like, that's the kind of thing. But then, like, seeing Target's response, well, well he's right, but, uh... It was <laughs> great. <laughs> oh, that's but, too um, good. Like, I, like that kind of stuff, like, yeah, like, uh, I, I do agree with that. Like, it allows you to have that connection. Social media does help, like, big companies, like, relate to customers. I remember even uh, electric, the New Jersey Electric, PSE&G, like, for the longest time, like, people were just furious with them. Yeah. And people would just call them out on Facebook and like you don't know how many times that like they were like, "Oh, please contact us." Like I, I know three people who had their bills lowered by a couple hundred dollars because they complained about them on Facebook. Wow. Huh. So like, hey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It works. I mean, it that even goes beyond, you know, even
0: like the bigger companies, even celebrities are more accessible now. Yeah, but I feel like the opposite is true. I feel that with social media, A small business or a single person can be a big business or a bigger person than what they are. Yeah, can definitely work. Um, Just because you have an audience now that you never had before, big range of people. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So I feel like it's the benefit is you know mutual, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's like the you know it goes back and forth. Um, You know the levels or the extent people take it to that's a whole other thing. But uh, you know anyway. Um, Anyway, so moving right along, Joe. What is your take with these guys who sell their marketing plans on Instagram? Like gaining followers or, you know, what's that? Because at first, I remember when we were first on Instagram, you saw the couple things. I even tried one of the the guys, uh, what's it called? And um, it wasn't even a real marketing plan. It was just like he would send you fake followers. I'm like, I thought you meant you're going to show me how to get followers, not literally give me fake followers. Luckily, I, I paid like, Ten or twenty bucks for it, but I'm always testing stuff, so that doesn't bother me. But it was it was fascinating. This guy gave me fake followers, and then Instagram deleted them all anyway, so it didn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, they, they cleared out those bots. Yeah, they cleared out all those bots or whatever, which I didn't even know that's what that was. Yeah, I had no idea just what it was. Dummy accounts. So, so Joe, what's your take on that?
3: I lol at those people. Yeah. <laughs> like Gladly, like, like, uh, hashtag lol. But um, <laughs> no, no, but um I uh I I am all about organic like if you're, if you're gonna have something just be organic about it like there was a uh, one group I worked with um before I actually you know signed them on as a client like uh the after the fact because like I saw they had all these followers and everything I was like okay this is there's something to this because they're not really that great but yeah all right let me let me give me give them a shot. And so it uh, turns out they're like, yeah, we bought all these followers and stuff. And I was like – and I, I had to ask the question because after I would do live tweeting or anything like that, I'm like, okay, there's always the same 10 people who like live tweet anything that they say. They always respond. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, they have like you a know, couple million followers and only 10 people are, are like, like – something's not right here. So hey. – so- I asked the one guy I was like so so what happened he was like oh we just bought all these followers with like some of them like I guess like and then when I like went down the followers of who they were like um blink 82 fan one and I go there and like they have like two followers and like they're following 750 people and I'm like like you know they're bots and I'm like this is this is nuts and it wasn't making anything for them so like at the same time if you want to have followers you want to have fake followers it's kind of like having fake friends I mean it's kind of like setting yourself flowers Like, I mean, Hey, if, if that's what helps you, then, you know, maybe it helps you emotionally, but I'm not really a big fan of it.
0: So jumping from that, how has, do you believe, uh, social media helped, uh, the marketing industry?
3: Well, it, it gives people like, again, the organicness of it. It gives people another outlet to, uh, say what they feel. It gives people another outlet to show their product. Um, it helped my friend, uh, from Space boy uh, get his stuff noticed and get on Shark Tank. It uh, you know, it helped my friend BJ, uh, you know, be in the TechCrunch finalist for his product Bark. So like, you know, things like that, you know, it it, it really, I, I think it's helped people who have like you know cool ideas get noticed. Um, I mean, I could probably do without the cat videos, but hey. <laughs> yeah. There's
0: um, there's a bunch of people. It's... I remember there's a guy named, uh, I I think he's still out there, but this was like. Dude, at least ten years ago, a guy named Timothy De La Ghetto, and uh, was a YouTuber who who does like all these like little comedy skits or whatever. It, it, it got really funny, and then it just got like over the top, it's just kind of silly. But these guys, it gave them a platform. Yeah. they're showcase, and the reason why I say that is because they're they're comedians that would have never, you would have never seen these guys ever. Now that social media, because I think YouTube's now considered social media at this point. I don't know. You have a profile, you can upload stuff, people you know yeah. communicate with yeah. you that's a form of social media to me um but anyway so justin bieber got noticed that way yeah. i think taylor swift got noticed that way i don't know but there's a bunch of people who got noticed from youtube that yeah. if it wasn't for that outlet uh they would have maybe never gotten noticed yeah.
2: with social media you're connecting with people you would never ever like on a daily basis connect with you would never yeah. walking down the street you're not going to see main like all these people or mainstream like producers or whatever it's just but I they're mean, hawking it. They're on there. They're hawking what? What's going on? Sure. But on a one on one, you'll never run into them.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's the internet in general. Yeah. Like
2: yeah. you can, you have. A, I remember, like, I got a uh,
0: like a a yearly report from my website, and you know, I had readers from like 158 countries or yeah. something like that. And I'm I'm laughing in the back of my mind, like 158 countries. How wild yeah. is that when you think about that? I mean. That's probably nothing to a lot of people. But you definitely to had me, no clue. Yeah, and I had no clue because they track it by, you know, where these people are coming in, logging in on, from, yeah. you know, the internet. The yeah, IP addresses. IP address. and- yeah. <laughs> so I had, you know, people from like the Netherlands. And, yeah. and it just like, it blew my mind. I'm like, if I had, let's just say a paper product, like a little like a newsletter or something like that that I distributed locally, yeah, it's the not- guy from the never- Netherlands would have never, never read that. Read a, but because nightmare. of the internet... Yeah. He had access to a free website. Well, I don't know if they pay over there. I know our internet, I know it's different in different countries, but yeah. um, anyway, I just thought that was fascinating with the, you know, with branding yourself was um, having my own website and plastering, plastering my name all over the website and sure. Making it this whole you know unique thing, and it goes back to that you can make
2: yourself appear bigger than what you actually are. Yeah, and it, not even purposely; it just looks that way. Because you know, it's, it's it's funny because like I always I have is an Instagram, and I post pictures, I post stuff, whatever, and like I'll get tops like a hundred likes. But yo, when I I'll 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 be at, at the shop and like, dude, there's more people saying, "Oh yeah, I saw that picture. Or, that was good." And I, I'm looking down. I never saw them like it at all. Yeah. So there's more people viewing stuff than yeah. what they're actually oh, liking. Sure. Yeah. so it's actually being True. distributed like lo- further than what you actually think. So yeah, it's Miguel, like, they're it, called stalkers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny. So I will get like, oh yeah, I want that same haircut you did on Whitaker. I'm Like I didn't even know you had Instagram because you seen it. You're, you're talking about a picture that's on Instagram, but right. I didn't even know they even had access. They didn't. They saw me. Because that's, your, friends only, with that's me. your only. Yeah, that's your only. Yeah, like, that's my only outlet like out to the world right now, but. So yeah. Meanwhile, it's, it's, they were waiting
3: in the freezer, waiting for you to come it's around. Crazy, the bed yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <exactly. laughs> so crazy.
0: So uh, I know we kind of talked about this. So that 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 kind of speaks on uh, social media impacting individual promotion and and reaching their audience. Joe, how have you um, utilized uh, social media for your company? And you could also, I guess, speak on hashtagging.
3: <laughs> All right, so. I basically the the company kind of like people who know me know like you know what I've done for years, so I kind of banked on that a little bit I started like the first started with the website then I got the uh Facebook going and it's weird how one event it like it the, the Facebook page went from like one thousand to like five thousand and then from five thousand it shot up to ten thousand people liking it Wow. I don't even know where half of these people came from yeah. and I'm just like and like it's kind of weird but from someone who's from a social media perspective like it's kind of i feel weird saying that i have no clue where they came from <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, right, right. but um it's just like uh but at the same time even like uh the instagram followers like okay like all i did was post one picture of stevie b and it skyrocketed yeah, 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 yeah. and like uh but you know it it's kind of <laughs> Hashtags, hashtag. I think, help that in a way because you know people. I, I I never done it until like you know I started doing this more thoroughly, but I never researched like a hashtag. But apparently, people do. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, and you know that's where a lot of my other likes are coming from, like in my uh, some of my uh, followers. So. It so, helps, but unless it's a catchy hashtag, I don't, I don't approve of it. Just stop. Just, just don't. If it's not catchy, just don't do it. Yeah.
0: So, can you, for the people who don't know the benefit of hashtagging or even what it is, because some people are like, "Well, where, why do you hashtag all this stuff?" Can you, yeah. what, what, can you, ex- can you explain hashtags a little bit? All
3: right. So, like, let's say you have an event coming up, um, um, the birth of Hector's fifth child. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, <laughs>
3: so um 15 ha- like we'll, we'll just say hashtag hector the fifth and right. everyone who basically knows hector like or like you know we'll want to find out more and see pictures of this wonderful birth that hasn't happened sorry i'm wishing you this but no, um, no. <laughs> seriously but um you know like here. therefore so we'll uh you know the people will go research that and like they'll start liking just from that it's a good directory outlet more than yeah. anything yeah yeah so um if anyone wants to see, you know, like, uh, for instance, when George Bush was in office, hashtag Bushism. Yeah. And so you'll see like funny quotes of everything he said that was funny. Like, and it's a cool directory of where all that stuff will be.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, you like food? That's where. That's just search for that hashtag. You'll see all different recipes and probably a bunch of links to Pinterest. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, but um, I mean, it, it's like it's more of a it, like I said, it's more of a directory. But I mean, it's good marketing if you know how to use it well.
0: Very well said. Yeah. Um, all right, so switching up gears again uh, with uh, Dolce Vita media, what is your uh, biggest challenge that you have to overcome, or you know, um I know this this for a lot of startups or small businesses there's a there's a crap load. but if you could just pinpoint at least one uh, you would think
3: or something maybe you're gonna work on this year or well, one of my biggest obstacles, honestly, is trying to explain to uh, any p- potential client what social media actually is. Yeah. Um, and what it does, and why it's important, and you know, for those who don't use it. Um, I think part of the issue is when you have a person who doesn't understand why they need it or why it could help them. I think that's when. You know, maybe you, there could be some other type of uh, marketing ambulance chasers that they would be well for. But I, I think the other part of the thing is is having clients who want to invest in it. If they're not looking to, for instance, that goes back to what I said earlier. If you're not looking to pay the contractor what it is after I do the research and prove to you like what what needs to be done, if you're not willing to invest up front then I don't think we can work together. Because, it's not that I want the money because my, if, if anything, my services are probably the cheapest than any other marketing service there is Yeah. because I'd like to keep it real. Um, but the thing is is that if you're not going to invest anything up front, then I don't think I can work with you because the fact of the matter is is that now you have nothing invested in it. You basically aren't looking to – you're not looking to help yourself either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so, like, unless you want to help yourself, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to help you help yourself and help your business grow. And unless you're willing to do that, like, you know, if, for instance – now, if I were to say like I'm going to help rotated views and stuff like that, you're obviously invested in your company. You're you're the perfect person I want because you know what it takes. You know what you where you want to go. But if I went to Joe's uh, you know, pizza place down the street and he doesn't have time to like you know put any ads out or he doesn't want to tell me what he wants to put on his, as a specials for the week, then you're not the person who wants to succeed. You're just doing it because you think it's a quick option because you're a poor businessman. Yeah. yeah. So Awesome, makes sense. so
0: so in your opinion is is marketing helping or is it selling? or is it both?
3: It's a little bit of both because like uh, I mean you you obviously want to sell whatever you you're, you're marketing. You obviously, like, you know, if you, whether it's your, your own personal stardom, whether it's your own, like, you know, y- your, your services, whether it's Miguel's Barbershop, whether, Riverside Barbershop in Bristol, or whatever it is, like, you definitely want to, like, make sure, like, you're, you're talking about it, obviously you're going to need some compensation from it, too. So it's a little bit of both, whether you just want to say, look, hey, this is what who we are, or hey, either way, people are going to want name recognition.
0: Yeah, for sure. Do in your professional opinion, Joe, do some people just have the ability to sell anything, and is there such thing as over marketing? Um,
3: it's kind of <laughs> that's a twofold question. That's like uh, some people do have the ability to sell anything, and yeah. Uh, and those per- people primarily lived probably around the sixties and seventies when they were like door to door salesmen. Yeah, 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 they're selling like dictionaries or yeah. not dictionaries, encyclopedias. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. yeah. yeah I, my my parents bought a couple of those. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, but um, you know, even vacuums like,
2: uh, yeah. like Kirby <laughs> Kirby.
3: What, 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 what was the uh, the one the Electrolux? Oh yeah. my gosh. Oh, gosh. Um, but, um, yeah, so, you know, those people, uh, and it's kind of weird, we still get some for solar panels in my neighborhood now, but they're not as good as, uh, what I remember who used to come to the door back, like when I was younger. Yeah. But, you know, as far as, uh, I I think there are, like I said, there are people who can probably sell anything, but after a while you do saturate everything and it does become over-marketing and now you've reached the point where it's just annoying. Yeah. So, um... Like uh, there's commercials I see on TV. There's radio ads on like that I hear and I'm just like, okay, I'm changing it. it, it it's done. Yeah. But, like, um,
0: I have Pandora and I promise you there's times I just want to chuck my phone across everything. Yeah. I'm like, is this the only ad you guys bought or yeah. that or yeah. bought you guys out? Because it has to be the most obnoxious. Hearing his voice drives yeah. me up a wall. Yeah.
3: It's actually uh, like it's, it's it's one weird game I play, and like uh, it, it comes on an ad during the commercial for that. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yes. just, like I'm playing a game. I don't want this. One. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All
0: right. So uh, another quote, uh, I guess, on overselling: Never let ads write checks your website can't cash. Do you have anything to say on that?
3: Um, it, it's it's true. <laughs> I agree with it. I, the, I don't it's why I don't try to put too many ads out there cuz like you know you, you don't want to guarantee something and like everything's open for interpretation so basically like you, you got to be careful what you advertise because you you don't want to again oversell.
0: Yeah, and I feel like there's nothing to me there's nothing worse where you're on a website with like um Let's just give for example, it's like a bodybuilding website or something like that, and their ads have nothing to do with fitness or something. Yeah. That always drove <laughs> to me. No, yeah. it, it just seems like it's careless. They're money hungry. They don't even whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like you're not paying attention. You just want an extra whatever that generated hundred bucks a month, and that's fine and everything, but. I don't know, I just felt like that's not a service to the people because I'm at your website and you're throwing ads at me that have no, which I don't mind the ads, I get it, that helps, that's revenue. Yeah. But when it has nothing to do with I don't know for some reason just, you're there for. Yeah, it just drives yeah. me nuts. Or like it takes 10 minutes to load a website because it's like 900 ads all over the. Oh. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and how does one market uh, how does one market to their niche without being too much? So is there like a line that you draw, so your your business a consulting uh service, is there a line maybe whether obviously it's invisible that it's too much marketing or
3: not enough? And how do you know? How do you gauge that? Well, that's I just had a client not too long ago that uh, you know, basically they uh they really they had an event that they were trying to promote and they kinda had they were being saturated as well. And their event was foreshadowed by people who knew that they were holding an event. It was for a benefit for all aut- autism and so forth. Yeah. And, and, uh, these two like people that they didn't, I guess they didn't get along with one through a free event in another town, not too far away. And the other one through, um, event, another event, the same day, all on the same day. And it was oh, just wow. Like, wow. Like how vindictive is that? Right. And so I was like, well, here's what you have to do. I was like, I was like, go to Facebook, go to the ad manager, and I was like, here's what I want you to do. And I gave them the parameters of how to tailor their ads. I was like, and I want, I was like, I told him, I was like, I want in a ten mile radius of everything, of all the ads that are happening, all the events that are happening in those towns. I was like, and I want the people who like that, who say that they're going. I want all targeted. Yeah. So sure enough, that um, their event happened that day, and they actually got more people than they thought they would because of those two events the event that was holding the free event actually tanked and when all the people who came to that event actually said yeah i saw your ad on facebook it seemed more reasonable and so forth so they were like very happy but at the same time like that's the kind of fuel that i look for like you know like if you're willing to do it and this is what you're willing to do and you're willing to listen like and i kind of got inspired because i thought that was vindictive to begin with the whole two events on the same day especially when you're finding a good cause like autism or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah, yeah. autism like you know like how how horrible do you have to be to like say no to all like you know helping autism like right. like I, I don't know like or any cause like but um so I was so I was kind of happy like yeah I did push forth a, a big campaign to help them out and say like this is what you have to do it worked but and that doesn't always work for everything
0: yeah yeah so uh, what kind of recommendations, ideas, or statements uh, you would like to make regarding marketing budgets? Um, I know a lot of individuals or, or small businesses, um, there's no real marketing capital. And I know you had talked about um, that your services are you know, reasonably priced. Um, but if someone has no idea what something like this will cost... Aside from contacting you, what is a statement or maybe just something there? There, there needs. I feel like there's something that needs to be said about uh, marketing budgets.
3: Well, I, I always say this, like even for myself, like I try to put forth like at least uh, one hundred and fifty dollars a month, just to basically for marketing, whether yeah. it's business cards, whether it's what it is like to up the ante for anyone like, um. If you're looking just to market yourselves or anything, and you're not looking to go for a service, and you just want like and this, this is my little Easter egg to people. Um, if you're going to market yourselves on Facebook and you want to spend as less as possible, then you got to work. Yeah. And the way you got to work is basically join every yard sale group, any group, community group on Facebook whatsoever. Basically, plant yourselves there, get to know the people in those groups, and then afterwards. Go to those events that they're having. Go to the yard sales. Go to anything like that. Hand out your business cards. Be a member of that community because in the end, it's that grassroots type of thing, that, yeah. that work, that will get you recognition and get you noticed. As long as you're not like you know coming off like a sleaze ball or anything like that, like I think you you have a better chance of doing that. And then this way, your your marketing won't be in the future won't be as expensive on Facebook or anything like that because now you have a bunch of groups who recognize you, and now will refer you as word of mouth. All right. So last, I guess the last thing is is
0: what what do you have to say about kids and marketing? Because and the reason why I say this, I just thought of uh, like you know. Like, right now, my son has, like, this candy sale or whatever going in at 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 school or whatever and they're raising money, and And this is Girl Scout time right now. Or every yeah. supermarket you go to, there's Girl Scouts. And what what's the benefit, you think, uh, for the kids to have exposure to this kind of selling and marketing themselves and, and getting that experience?
3: I think, I mean, part of the, like, uh, you know, kids selling uh, Girl Scouts and anything, like, I think you have to have that good parental supervision, number one, and, like, you know, the want to help your children as well in doing so and give them, like, advice and so forth. You have to have the knack because if they see that you're excited about it, they'll be excited about it. Yeah. And if they're excited about it more than you are, match their enthusiasm because, like, there's nothing worse than, like, having a kid, like, feel like, you know, oh, well, they don't want to do it. So, like, and that puts them down. Yeah. Um, also, location. Uh, I mean, I, I would definitely think, it, like, you know, for me, like, when I see Girl Scouts outside of a supermarket, like, alright, I'm already getting hit up by the baseball like kids, I'm hitting, yeah. getting hit up by the soccer kids, like, yeah. now I gotta buy cookies too, I just bought some, like, you know, like, Toll House and all kinds of different ones up in the, but now, like, alright, cool, I'll, I'll help the calls, but, I mean, again, it's all about location, but, you know, for like I said, the baseball kids, though, I always tell them like whether I was like I, when I, I give them the money I say if you don't hit a home run I'm coming back for this or if yeah. you don't score a goal I'm coming back for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. That's the,
1: the best I remember we used to, we went out selling um selling M and M's for church yeah. we went to the one house and the lady goes no no, I already bought some I'm like from who from where we're really? the only ones in this block to go to this church how did you buy some already <laughs> yeah. like the, you know that's bullcrapping and you <laughs> like yo that's Just so say- bad that's horrible.
3: Nah, I'm or like when you take a, your your kid's fundraiser to another office like I just bought some from you know Jane So-and-so, on the yeah, third yeah. floor like, like what the heck man
0: <laughs> well now they have like a, th- like a no selling rule you can't even like sell can't well certain companies I know like yeah. both of my companies you can't you can't bring See, I know, like I know I at sell us
1: stuff. at us it's like I buy from your kid you buy from my kid so it always goes back and forth like I know yeah. the people to go to because they started like when I first started where I'm at now it's like I showed them the thing. They're like, "Oh yeah, we got kids, so you know we support this kind of stuff." So now it's like, now when their kids have stuff, I definitely have to buy something off them because it's like it helps. Support it them. helps. Yeah, yeah, support them. They support me. So you
0: hand them like eight candy sales tickets. No, I'm not greedy. I, I just take one. I just take one. Yeah, he's it. selling candy every
2: week. Yeah, all year there's long. Even, there's no events all even going on. Extra selling M and Ms. I was being nice. I said five. <laughs>
3: so
0: so I remember getting. You know, I remember saving up. Uh, it was for Six Flags. um trip or six Flags at hershey park i forget whatever i was like in fifth fifth or sixth you grade going with one of hector's dates yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's you where it's, you know, the great adventure, <laughs> the great adventure. <laughs> <laughs> so um so i remember getting rejected and and the feeling that i got like i said i was probably 10 years old and getting like pissed and saying like no, I'm selling this entire box. I'm going to every door until the end. What was crazy? I was limited until for the time from after school to the time my mom and dad got home. Like I wasn't to, I wasn't allowed to sell like during dinner time, obviously cuz we were dinner or after cuz that was in dark. my in my mom's eyes I was too too dark. Yeah. Um so I had from 3 to 4 basically get, 3 oh, to 4:15ish to 5 to sell. And that's why I was just, I was running boom, knocking on door to door boom. I sold the most in like my grade it was like six boxes and each box comes like 100 and something. Oh wow. So um, I raised like $600 or something just by myself. Yeah. And uh, it was it was the experience itself was cool. I think I burned myself out cuz the following year I didn't want to do it. Yeah. yeah. But um the experience that I got I, I just want there's something to be said about the rejection so I think it's something that has to be said for the kids selling these kind of things um, like brownies where people are walking in the supermarket staring them dead in the eye and then they just keep walking Yeah. you know a lot of times you know there are parents out there that are using their kids as leverage uh, to raise and like oh look how cute you can't uh, say no to this yeah,
2: yeah. you yeah. know uh, but at the same time it, it teaches the kids like confidence like there are people there are going to be people that are going to say no right you know what I mean you yeah, and, and you have to accept it. You can't like sit there and argue and fight it or whatever, you just keep it moving, go into the next person. And it just builds them up as as like miniature business people, like exactly. right there. They own yeah. that little business right there. That little box, that's their business. They they're in charge of selling every piece of candy, so they gotta do whatever it takes, how they have to market themselves, run up to every person or knock on every door, that's how you have to sell that box. Yes, yeah, true. So it teaches you like them, yeah, I mean I does. took it as a
0: challenge. Yeah. So, to me, it was just a challenge. I'm like, no, screw that. I'm 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 selling this box, man. Whatever happens. I mean, talking about location, Joe, I remember like going home from work and on the boulevard, um uh, right at the boulevard, there's always guys selling water. Yeah, right. or Gatorades yeah. or stuff. but they're fulfilling that's, a need. A yeah. And they bought these bottles of water. I have a case right here. We had a case of like twenty four that we pay three or four bucks yeah. for and they're they're making $25. Well, they're making $20 on, it, let's just say, yep. cuz it's 4 bucks to buy it and they're selling all 24 Dollar. for $4. Yeah. Take the off People the four
3: selling bucks. outside the Philadelphia Zoo on the hot summer days when they, you know that you're about to pay $6 for a bottle of water inside. inside. Those those yep. I, I respect those people. Clutch. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So, clutch. Yep.
0: so opportunities out there's like you said, how how you're marketing yourself, are you fulfilling a, a really good need and where's your location?
3: I, uh, uh when when I was uh about 10 years old my step one of the fonder memories of my stepfather we uh went to i had a paper route that he went on every day with me and uh when i was looking for more customers or anything like that the, the weirdest thing like he told me he was like he was all right this this house right here i was like okay what about it he was like offer them the sunday papers i was like why is it like, because they look like they use coupons i was like how do you figure that? He was like, and he was—he goes, look at their trash cans. Look at their like. Look at this. Look what they're throwing out. He was like, oh, wow. that stuff's expensive. I was like, okay. And so I would offer, and it would work. I was like, this guy. Wow, <laughs> that's, awesome. that's impressive. He picked yeah, on awful. the
1: outside to see what they would uh, to to, to sell them on the newspaper, like to figure it, yeah. figure them out.
2: Read their lifestyle through trash. Uh, raccoon raccoon well, like, House. You know, like
3: yeah. it, it was weird because like and that and that was like how i learned like you know like some of the stuff from him because there's just something like okay like you you got to look at everything and like there, there's different things and like yeah. it, and it came out good because like i used to use some of the things i learned from that like even though i got discouraged at first and that's why he would give me like advice and I was like, and so after that, I was like, okay, cool, cool. Let's, let, let's do this. And I used some of those things I learned from him on him. So it worked out well. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs>
1: Reversed it. That's awesome. Nice.
3: All right. So cool. So let's close this episode
0: out with quotes from Laura Fitton, Simon Senek, and of course, Seth Godin. Uh, the first one, focus on the core problem your business solves and put out lots of content and enthusiasm and ideas about how to solve that problem. Laura Fitton, Uh, Simon Sinek, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And the last uh, of marketing genius, uh, Seth Godin, our job is to connect to people, to interact with them in a way that leaves them better than we found them, more able to get them where they'd like to go. Uh, So genius um, input there. Nice. Yeah. And uh, with that, Joe, we want to thank you for joining us. Uh, let's I'd
3: like to thank you guys for having me.
0: Absolutely. So uh, if, if folks want to contact you or get a hold of you and your services, what are your handles and, and websites?
3: www.dolcevitamediallc.com is the website. Uh, facebook.com uh, slash Dolce Vita Media for obviously Facebook. Twitter is Dolce Vita LLC and uh, Instagram Dolce Vita Media.
0: Yes. Perfect. So, getting noticed. In this episode, we had special guest Joey Biscotti, owner of Dolce Vita Media, a consulting business service. In this episode, we discussed branding, promotion, and the various levels of strategy needed to get noticed. We discussed the influence of social media and how to leverage it for marketing campaigns. We break down the marketing industry and the importance of always selling. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Laura Fitton, Simon Senek, and Seth Godin. Thanks again for joining us. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, jimmyleevelez.com. Follow the blog. If you have any inquiries or questions you would like for us to answer on a future episode, uh, just email us at info at And on behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. And until next time, adios.